I think the number one thing keeping people from living the life they want to live is doubt. Doubt that it's possible for them. And the funniest, most ironic thing about it all is that the doubt is the thing keeping you from succeeding. Welcome to Soulful Sessions podcast. I'm your host, Emma Evelyn Campbell, and you're listening to the right podcast if you're ready to push past your limitations, navigate your fears, and live a life aligned with your truth. I believe we can express our true nature and power when we get to know who we truly are. And this podcast gives you the tools and resources to do exactly that. So join us as myself and guests share our soul's truth so that you can feel safe to share yours. Don't forget to head to the show notes to get even more involved with the community. Now, let's get on with our episode for today. How's Mm -hmm. your week been, Eve? Have you had a nice week? And what have you been up to? Yeah, it's been a really, uh, one for relaxing for sure. It's been the holidays here in the US, Independence Day. Oh yeah, of course you had. um, Running around the city with friends and everything. Did you like do a nice party or anything? Yeah, you know, we did a little staycation, went into went into the city, got a hotel. And nice, nice. Yeah, so I'm really tired though, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> the thing. Like, even when you have like really great things that are happening, even if they're relaxing because it's a holiday, it still knackers you out. So when you go back to whatever it is that you do, you're kind of like, oh, I'm a bit exhausted, but I feel like I should be more relaxed because I've had a holiday, right? Yeah, and it makes me feel a certain gratitude for how fun my life is, thinking like, oh, mm. I need a vacation from my vacation, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so. I think that's everybody's dream. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So could you, tell us, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what is your mission and what is it that drives your mission as well? And just so we can get some background for our guests about you. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I've been on a spiritual and personal growth journey. And lately that has turned into my mission of helping people really come alive with their personal brands online and to become online entrepreneurs and really to embrace working towards their purpose and living, you know, not so much from the fear perspective of I need to have like a steady job where I'm doing something respectable, but really showing people that they can really make money, right? Doing what they love. So that's what what I've been doing, growing my brand on Instagram and everything and helping others motivated you to actually focus on that space. Yeah, definitely. I think definitely from my background of being an entrepreneur since I was I think I was 16 when I had my first little tutoring business and seeing, I think, you know, a lot of my peers being very intelligent, creative people, but still feeling like they're not enough because it's, there's like so much competition, right? For the top spots in the schools, the top spots in these fancy companies and everything. And so I realized, you know, especially in the coaching industry, from my experience over the past year in that industry, that you can make a career out of being a solopreneur, right? You know, doing things on your own, getting rid of that middleman between you and the money that's coming in and like sharing your value authentically with the world and receiving money in exchange for that. So, you know, it's very beautiful and liberating because it means you don't have to, you know, have a nine to five job if you don't want one. Mm, I guess it's like that choice that you can Mm -hmm. really create a life that aligns with you. So what was it that actually made you have that choice at 16 years old? Because you hear a lot of people maybe, you know, later in their 20s. But what was it that made you made that choice at such a younger age? I think I was just always a industrious person. And I was into, you know, back in the day with my money mindset being like, I have to work hard and make money and I got to start right now. So that was, you know, and I really liked to to connect with people and I really had a good sense of trust with the parents of the kids that I was tutoring, which was interesting as a kid myself and being able to like carry that through in my life through college and like thinking I was going to be on an academic path, but then realizing, no, I actually really like having my own business. This is the dream. And yeah, it's funny that you mentioned a lot of people, you know, start out in these more traditional paths, right? And so um, they 
come to entrepreneurship maybe later after they've tried and grinded for a while at these traditional paths. And for me, I think it's been a matter of noticing myself not being able really to succeed in those traditional paths or like having to work really, really hard to the point of burnout to do so. And especially over the past year, um, even more than a year at this point, I don't know what time is, but, um, you know, over the pandemic, being able to reflect on these things and understand what decisions in my life were coming from fear and from insecurity and what decisions were coming from, like, this is my dream. This is what I want to be doing. And being able to go all in on that because of those circumstances. Totally. And you mentioned a few things in that, uh, which was money mindset and burnout. And I guess these are some factors that you see people actually hold them back from following their dreams. So what are some other things and elements that kind of come in that really prevent people from actually taking that jump to live in a life that they really want to live? I think the number one thing keeping people from living a life they want to live is doubt doubt that it's possible for them. And the funniest, most ironic thing about it all is that the doubt is the thing keeping you from succeeding. (laughs) That's the thing I learned, especially, um, you know, getting into these deep dives of personal development and spirituality and NLP and success, you know, strategies and everything. I realized that if you just believe in yourself and you create this just relentless belief that you can do something that you dream of doing or something even better that you can't even imagine right now. Like you have to have that belief in place before you take action on things. And that was my biggest mistake in the past is not developing that belief that yes, I can have not only the the thing I want, because it's not always a thing you want that's actually what you want, right? But just the relentless belief that you're meant to have an abundant life where you're going to impress your ancestors by how hard you're going and how rich you are and how fulfilled you are. And that was just like my non-negotiable in life. And so I think a lot of people have big dreams, but then they have a different signal going on, a different vibration at the same time of, no, you can't do it. What if you fail? What if something goes wrong? What if you end up on the streets, right? Mm, And so if you have that interference in your vibration, of course, things are going to feel more rocky. Things are going to feel more back and forth. But as long as you have that, you know, and this is something that I teach in my coaching is being tuned to success, right? So if you're tuned to success, you know that any of these challenges coming up on your path are for your growth. You can guarantee that. If you have a clean vibration, if you know deep down that you are meant for greatness in this world, you know that these challenges coming up are for you. And because you have that perspective, you get so much more value out of those challenges than someone who's not thinking that way, right? Someone who's not thinking that way uses that as an excuse to give up, right? So Totally. But if you're you're committed, you just keep going. That's it. I love that. I love that. And I think, I guess some people will be listening right now and they'll say, okay, I've got this idea of, you know, keeping committed and keep going and use the challenges. But then you mentioned the word vibration and they're like, whoa, how do I have a good vibration? How do I have a clean vibration? Mm -hmm. And they start. And that's when I kind of guess we have that that shift in knowing that there's kind of some more work that we need to do energetically. So how does someone actually go from just saying these things to fully embodying them and believing them by shifting their vibration? That's such a good question because that is something that tripped me up in the beginning of my journey too, right? Like at the same time that I believed, yes, it's important to have a clean vibration. Yes, it's important to feel good. I thought like, is it really important though? That's not what I learned in science class, right? None of this stuff is taught to us in school. So you're thinking at the same time, like, what if this is all just complete bullshit? <laughs> right? Um, but once you commit, you know, you have to, first of all, commit to just living this way. This is just a lifestyle. Like you got to, it's just something you have to exactly embody. And in order to embody that, you have to have discipline with what comes into your mind and how you engage with it. And so it's just natural that when you first start going on this path and start really committing to 
feeling good and feeling good is just the overall way of keeping a clean vibration, just like committing yourself to using your emotions as guidance. Right. So knowing that like, if something feels good, like that's your path. And if something feels bad, it's probably not. And it's very, you know, it's more complicated than that, but that's, you know, people can bring up all sorts of counter examples, but that's not really the point. But anyway, um, you know, committing to just following your authentic path. And that's what it is about feeling good, right? Like, it's not about in the moment, like it feels good to eat, you know, junk food and (laughs) drink and whatever. But I'm talking about like, does it feel better to think about succeeding at pursuing your dreams or succeeding at pursuing your backup plan? You know, following what feels better between those choices. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah, I love that. And I guess when people are making this shift and they're really embodying kind of this version of themselves that they they want to step into and they're shifting their vibration, they're doing this work and then they get these negative thoughts come in and these doubts come in Mm -hmm. and they think, oh, why are these coming in? Like what's happening? And they start really start to, in a way, self-sabotage. You know, how do we deal with Mm -hmm. those moments where we're in these moments and we're thinking just because we've had one bad thought come in that it's kind of ruined our whole vibration and we're going backwards. That is such a good question too. Yes, it does not ruin your vibration to have a bad thought. Like there's, you know, it's that's something that can really trip you up. It's all about, you know, thinking about layers to this, right? The first layer is getting the thought. You can't control what thoughts come into your brain. Sometimes you get really ridiculous, wacky thoughts, right? And <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you can't take that personally. That's not you. And so the key is like stepping back and being the observer of those thoughts and being in control of the way that you engage with them. So, for example, if a thought pops up such as, um, oh, you're unworthy of your dreams or something like that, then you get to choose either to spiral into depression about, oh, crap, I had this bad thought. That means that I'm failing and that means it's proof that none of this is going to work right? That's one choice. And that's, that's the way to reinforce a low vibration. But the way to literally alchemize this pain and like alchemize the fears into magic that fuels your progress is to see that same thought of I'm not worthy of my dreams. And literally forgive yourself for having that thought and just think differently. Choose again. Gabby Bernstein talks about this, like choosing again. So And then writing a different thought, like, and in the moment, you don't even have to like write a different thought. I think a lot of people get tripped up in this stage too, where they feel like all this mindset stuff is really tedious. And like, if they're not keeping up with it or like not doing it enough, then they're failing at it, which is also a way to, to lower your vibration, right? But really just even just choosing to tune into the present moment and notice something beautiful around you, or just like honor yourself and honor those feelings and you could even do something uh, called Existential Kink by uh, Carolyn Elliott oh, on it. By, that's a book. Right? I love that book. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, you could do Existential Kink and really play in those feelings and think, ah, oh, I'm not worthy of my dreams. Ah. And like, let your let that part of yourself play. And there's all of these fun ways to do this work. And there's it's, it's, the best part is you get to pick what works best for you. And you the best, you know, the best thing to do is just to keep reading, I think, different perspectives. That's what I really owe a lot of my progress to is reading books like Existential Kink and Gabby Bernstein's work and all of these different perspectives, some of which don't even necessarily agree with each other, but to be able to pick and choose like what framework am I going to have for for creating a new paradigm of beliefs that actually empower me to take action towards my dreams. Mm, I love that because we are all unique and even when we're choosing the practices that work for us, we have to be aware of what ones work for us, which ones don't, but also knowing we don't have to take that whole thing in. We can pick and choose elements that work for us. So for Mm -hmm. you, when you're working with people who are going through these transitions, who are really starting to step into their power, what would you say have been some of the, the central practices that have really helped people to raise their vibration, step into their power, however you want to call it? What are some of maybe say three of the most central practices that you've noticed really help people create that shift? That's a really good question. Okay, three practices. The first one that comes to mind is 
exactly what I said before. So listening to these new beliefs and like really paying attention to your mental diet and what's coming into your mind. So like if you are having those times when you're spiraling and you're really struggling with that belief in yourself, it's it's not spiritual bypassing and like, don't worry about this. Like you don't always have to engage with those things all at once. But if you can just pick up a book that inspires you or like listen to a podcast, right? Like this is exactly why I love content creation too and why you can you know, have such a big impact on this world just from sharing your truth like this, just from shining, shining your light, right? Because if someone's struggling with their own mind and their own ego and they're wrestling with that, it's going to be so much harder for them to like journal and figure out the root of their limiting belief in that moment. And that's going to just dig you further down into this you know, spiral. But if you can just trust, a uh, trust is maybe, I feel like a practice on its own. We'll call that number two. Trust is a also just a paradigm of how you need to be living life if you want to choose this path of like, you have to trust that this is all working for you, no matter what it looks like, right? Um, and so trusting that you don't have to like dig up these traumas and everything to move forward. And you can just read something that inspires you or listen to a podcast and, or like do a coloring page with a wealth, wealth affirmation on it, you know, and trust that it's all adding up to your highest good. Because I think that some people think it has to be really difficult to do all this stuff. But I think the ultimate truth is there is a path of least resistance and most allowance, just as Abraham Hicks say. And it gets to be, it's a journey that's challenging, of course, but it's so beautiful. It's the best challenge you could choose for yourself, I think. Oh, totally. Right? Um, so that's two practices so far, right? Um, let me think of a third. Let me see if a third comes to mind. Mm, because I think... Honestly, a third I would say is getting mentorship, you know, um, so not necessarily, a pra- not necessarily a practice you do on your own, obviously, but like I owe a lot of my success too to having coaches who would let me have space to talk those shadows out and talk out those doubts and fears and ultimately help me boss up, right? Help me remember mm-hmm. who the fuck I am and, you know. And so if I didn't have those coaches, I would just be on my own. And it's not mm-hmm. enough to listen to Gabby Bernstein say motivational things over an audiobook. At that point, if you're really deep in your shadows and deep in your pain, you're going to be listening to her and thinking, fuck off, right? Like, what do you know about my life? <laughs> um, but, but when you have a mentor and when you've invested in yourself to the point that you believe you're worthy of a mentor you reach out to them and they're Mm -hmm. there for you, you know, not Mm -hmm. necessarily right in that moment. Nobody's on call in the middle of the night, (laughs) but you know that someone's creating a space for you to process these things. And you know, they're not going to leave you out to, you know, be alone and eventually give up, you know, totally. And when you're making that shift mm -hmm. there as well, it's like stepping into this new version of yourself and you, you ask yourself, what would that new version do? And mm-hmm. my biggest shift that I've ever had was was similar as well, was investing, you know, I put my eight grand on my first coach uh, uh-huh. and it was a big shift that was like, whoa, I, I'm now stepping into a new level of myself. And I guess that energy in itself as well is something that can contribute towards raising your vibration. So that's why I think it's such a great thing that you've mentioned that as a, as a practice. Absolutely. Invest, you know, it's so cheesy and everybody said, you know, it's a very common like Mm. thread of thread of content for people who aren't actually genuine about the sentiment. So I just want to call that out, you know, call that in whatever. But, you know, there. I want to say that not everybody saying stuff like invest in yourself is doing it for the right reasons. Mm. And some of them really just mean invest in my coaching program. But I want to make it clear that like when I'm talking about investing in yourself, I'm not only talking about getting coached. I'm talking about investing in getting massages. Mm. I'm talking about investing in getting food that you like. I'm talking about investing your time for yourself. Right. Doesn't even have to be about money, but. With mentorship specifically, it's just this beautiful commitment that you make. And, you know, it sounds fucking ludicrous sometimes to think about how much I paid for that first coach, right? Like, <laughs> um, and yeah. and the thing is, you you can't approach this thing as like, 
if I'm going to drop 8K on a coach, I'm going to get that 8K back within the three months I have with her. That's just not like energetically that is attaching so much to the outcome. And the first time I did make an investment like that, that was my mindset. And I was like, I was like going back and forth between what the fuck I had just done to myself and whether this was like aligned and ultimately because of my dedication and trust that all this is adding up to my highest good, I realized like, no, I think it's freaking beautiful that I put 6K on a credit card for a mentor because I believed in myself that much. Mm. And and the funny thing is out of thin air, I manifested like 8K within a couple of weeks because a lot of the times that you make these investments, it opens this energetic portal where Mm. the universe is like, oh, you do believe in yourself here, have some more money. So in that case, you know, in that case, I actually did make my investment back in a magical sense. And I've been like manifesting incredible large sums of money because I keep, I continue to invest in myself at Mm. this level. Right. Mm. And I think people get overwhelmed then with that sense because it's this thing of, we want to manifest these things, but I like what you said there. It's not the attachment to the outcome that is actually preventing us from bringing those things in. Because when we're saying, okay, I want this because of this, because of this, and I want this to happen because I've invested this, we're really creating a sense of attachment to the thing that we want. And with that itself creates resistance, right? Yeah, definitely. And that's something that I appreciate that my first coach taught me is like, even though she was helping me primarily with my business and with my entrepreneurial endeavors, I was in such an early stage of business that like, I was not about to be making 6K in three months. But because she helped me open to the idea that there is money everywhere, there are money portals everywhere. I feel like she really helped me tune my vibration to seeing those opportunities and it will not help anybody to, for me to like explain how this money came to me. And that's, you know, something that I can share in a different context, but like, um, I was still open to money and receiving abundance and I did, and it allowed me to create like make so many changes, like moving out of my parents' home and, you know, moving in with my friends in the city that I love, Chicago, and just building this incredible home and life for myself all in the middle of a pandemic. Like, um, it's pretty miraculous and incredible how everything just worked out because I was so tuned with my vibration to even in the middle, you know, and there's a lot of privilege that I have, obviously, you know, being able to make all of these changes, but I do have to, you know, pat myself on the back for staying home and, and not going out, you know, and um, letting this be a time where I'm the hermit and reflecting and making these big moves because I'm not able to go out and interact with people. You know what I mean? Like I, I have to give myself that celebration and everybody else who has done the same thing, should give themselves that celebration that they turned such a horrendous event on the earth into an opportunity for themselves to grow. A hundred percent. And I love that. We can hold those truths at the same time. Definitely. A hundred percent. And I think what you said there, that opportunity, I think is, is just so central that we always do have that choice to create an opportunity for ourselves, even in the most difficult situations. And for someone who's listening now, I know people are going to be thinking, okay, I really want to to make money. I really want to make wealth for myself. And how can someone really begin to actually have this, as you said earlier, the money mindset to begin to create these portals for themselves? Because this idea, I, I will work with a lot of people who are just absolutely baffled by this idea and just think, how on earth do I do this? How do I bring money Mm -hmm. to me? And it's just because it's not seen as the norm, I guess, in society. It's kind of this thing that we learn through doing the work and we learn through getting involved in this kind of space. So for people that are listening now, how can they really begin to shift their money mindset and really begin to open their portals for themselves in in a practical kind of understanding way for them? Yes, that's such a good question. And I totally agree. When you first start hearing about this path, Mm -hmm. you think, this is ridiculous. How the heck can you just, what the heck is a money portal? That sounds absolutely psychotic, right? Mm -hmm. But 
Um, so it goes back to that trust, right? And thinking like, do I want to live a life where this is true or this is false? And ultimately, our beliefs create our reality, and that applies to your belief in that belief as well, whether you like it or not. That's the thing, right? Like, your beliefs create your reality. That is just the truth. That is just how our brains work. It's just how we create stories in our minds about what is going on. And so if you start to believe that on a fundamental level, I feel like you literally enter, you know, kind of like on a on a smartphone where you can go in the settings and go into where like the smart computer people can mess with stuff that normal people, if they, if they were in those <laughs> settings, the developer tools, they'd probably mess something up. Right. Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd probably mess something up, but if you're like one of those special computer people, you can like get into the software and get into the hardware, <laughs> you know, clearly I don't know what I'm talking about, but um, I feel like when you, when you enter this path, you do the same thing by entering the quantum field and, you know, like realizing you have more influence over all of how all of this is going than you ever thought before. You get to like go into deep into the system and start changing things. And the universe literally just shifts around you. Mm. Like, so, you know, it's something that day to day you can, your ego always can say like, this is not working or this part's not here yet. But then you really think in, in terms of like how far you've gotten in one year or two years of just thinking this way and believing it. And you're like, wow, you know, you're just, mm-hmm. what did I, you just look back at what you've created. Uh, you know, you're the blind seer. You're just like walking, you know, taking things step by step and following these intuitive nudges and that's so that's what you get when you start following this path and you start shifting your beliefs and I think your question was like how to get started with that right Mm. yeah and I would say you know again I'm so into the literature start reading these like books including you know going from classics like think and grow rich and Mm. the science of getting rich that are um you know really interesting because they talk about a lot of these old white men in the industrial revolution times who used these exact principles to find success like people like Thomas Edison even you know um going you know going back pretty far in history and this is all stuff that you can find also in religious texts by the way Mm -hmm. um in its own way so this is definitely a universal sort of truth that different cultures keep creating their own stories about. And so getting into just whatever form of literature resonates with you, whether that's like the Buddhist version or the think and grow rich version. And I really like to get multiple perspectives on this and get get it from the Abraham Hicks manifesting law of attraction side and all of these things. And so you know, forming those beliefs and allowing yourself to be convinced by this, because I, mm. I totally get it. I I really want to emphasize, I t- thought I was going insane for a <laughs> while. <laughs> I thought I was going to be dragged off to the psych ward because yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was believing in myself too hard, or I was mm. believing too much in, in the idea that I could have a good life, which was, mm. which I thought for a while and still comes up for me as a fear because like you know and I think especially because of my history with like it being in college and being so unfulfilled unfulfilled and struggling so much and being diagnosed with like mental illnesses and um being told like that my depression was just a chemical imbalance in my brain when it was actually just a completely valid reaction to the way that I was forcing myself Mm -hmm. to not live my dreams Right. And so, you know, I was labeled as crazy and mentally ill and all of these things. And I did have to go through like all of these more psychological, psychiatric treatments. And so at this point, especially when I'm, you know, I'm still getting that care and my psychiatrists are literally thinking like, what, why did you get diagnosed with these mental illnesses? Like, wait, what? This is like, and so I'll explain to them and they come to the same conclusion. It's like, now I'm just cured of bipolar. I might've never had it at all because, and the shift was how I changed my life and how I changed my beliefs. Right. And this is all stuff that I wrote about in my, in my book too. Like my book, here's the thing. Here's another way to, oh yeah, this is perfect. Another way to start ingraining these beliefs is to create your own art about them. 
So whether mm. that's whether that's content, whether that's writing a book or creating a painting, like so the funny thing is you think that people are writing books as you know after they've integrated the lessons. A lot of a lot of books out there are written to learn the lesson. So that mm. definitely was my book. Um, you know, I was writing it and a lot of the stuff that I was writing, I felt like I was channeling and thinking like, this didn't come from me, <laughs> but, but I have that every started... single time, every single yeah. time I do a solo mm-hmm. podcast episode, I'm like, I was meant, and I listened back, I was like, I was meant to hear that whole episode. <laughs> like, it's so Yeah, strange. like, oh, it's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Because again, it's because of your vibration and your, your, um, I guess your mind, whatever, you know, you consider your soul, your spirit, whatever, tunes into universal intelligence beyond yourself, right? Like you start to connect with your future self, your Mm -hmm. higher self. Mm -hmm. And so to create art and allow yourself to be that channel, oh, it's, it's magic. Open your, yeah, that's another practice to start opening your channel. Everybody has a channel. I used to think I was the most boring atheist person ever. And like, if I at 16 was hearing the way that I was talking now at 25, I would think I was a nutcase, right? (laughs) Um, But to open that part of yourself and really allow yourself to believe that you're a multi-dimensional spiritual being in a human experience right now. It sounds crazy at first, but as you believe it, the universe shows you proof and your, mm-hmm. your mind seeks it out, right? Totally, totally. I think that's so important to, to note there as well is I love what you said about how you do feel crazy at first because it is and there is times where those fears comes back in and those limiting beliefs come back in because it's not the norm in society. It's not the way that we're chose or told to live our lives. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that it's okay to feel like you're going crazy, but that is kind of the joy in it as well, because Mm -hmm. you're really starting to follow something that you love. And there's something exciting in that as well, in that process of like, I'm going mad, but it's great because it's like all these things are happening around <laughs> me. <laughs> and I, I really I really like what you said about content there because I think it's really important as well that we use that form of art to channel our expressions and that's kind of unique for everything. So I kind of wanted to touch on something that I know that you work a lot with here, which is um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I know content on Instagram is obviously a very big thing because it's how a lot of us communicate to our audience, communicate to potential clients, but there is this fear of Instagram and also the way in which Instagram is used for these things. So I want to talk to you about, you know, Instagram, I think you you called it Instagram energetics, right? About how we can actually Mm -hmm. better show, show up on Instagram and how we can better communicate our message. So for you in sense there, how can we use Instagram as a form of art in itself? Yes, exactly. This is one of my favorite topics in the world. I think that Instagram can be a form of art. And it's so obvious when you think about it this way is you have a very easy way to reach your people through writing a caption on an Instagram post or sharing a video in a story or just even doing an IGTV or a reel or something. But in, my, in the beginning of my journey with self-expression, I thought I have to write a book, you know, or a lot of people think I should write a blog, but they don't have audiences. And so in a way, I think it's a subconscious way that we hide. But we mm-hmm. we say, oh, but I have a blog. Oh, I have a book. I've put all my truth into this thing. But in truth, nobody wants to click your links. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so that's a way that we hide. And, you know, But could we have put out those same downloads, that same wisdom into an Instagram post where people are watching? Anybody can see, especially, you know, if our profiles are public, which they should be if you're using this to network and to, you know, shine and serve, as my little catchphrase goes, um, then everybody can see you, not only your ideal clients, you know, and your ideal people that you want to work with and serve and connect with, but people from high school and people 
that your family knows and your family itself, right? And so I think that the biggest thing to realize is that like the people who are truly going to resonate with your message and your truth are worth all the embarrassment and all of the fear that you have around how you're going to look in front of these people who probably don't even think about you as much as you think they do. Right. Mm. Like, I think the, the thing is we think, you know, someone's making fun of me or like making fun of me behind my back because I've got all spiritual on my Instagram or now I'm trying to have a coaching business and they're probably making fun of me for being in a pyramid scheme or something. And all these thoughts come up, right? Because our minds can twist our following our dreams into literally anything that will keep us from not from from doing it and keeping us safe um but realizing like nobody freaking cares about you that much and even if they're making fun of you let them have the laugh you know whatever it doesn't matter all attention is good attention hey if they're sharing your reel to someone to make fun of you you're getting a share and, and instagram is pushing out your reel so like you can thank them it just really doesn't matter um and really just letting yourself come alive and connecting. I would say just energetically, you know, you can do this through meditation. You can do this through all sorts of rituals, um, whatever resonates with you, but connecting with the people that you are meant to reach and you are meant to serve. And often that is like a younger version of you or, you know, someone who's just a little bit behind on the same path that you're on, whether that's entrepreneurship or you're like in a different field or whatever you're doing, but just to know that that's valuable to them. <laughs> and, mm. and that's a way that you can know that the universe is watching you shine and watching you do like, cause a lot of th- the big thing about content too, is it looks so easy when you do it. Right. Like it looks so easy when other people do it. You just think, Oh, they're just slapping some words onto like a graphic and just <laughs> typing stuff out. I could do it. I do Instagram, you know, people who don't do Instagram as a business, they might think like, Oh, that's easy. I could do that. You know, but mm-hmm. they're, but all they're sharing is, you know, here's me and my friends at the beach and like, you know, mm-hmm. so they're not going deep. They're not bearing their, the truth of their soul for the world to see and so and especially as you start doing things like getting on video you realize shit this is a lot harder than I thought it was I thought these people were just hopping on and and just talking right but no actually a lot of work goes into being comfortable on video and being comfortable Mm. writing and selling on Instagram right if you're doing this to to ultimately build a business too it's like a lot of healing has to go on and that's that's been kind of the the overall mission of my coaching business is to help people do all of this stuff like come alive online and get those opportunities not only for if they want to have a coaching business but selling products like selling um any other services or even partnering with brands or getting a speaking career going like all of these things. It starts with your personal brand, no matter what you want to do, it starts with building your brand and to build a personal brand will make so much trauma and emotional and mindset and energetic (laughs) stuff come up that Mm -hmm. I also get to be your life coach along the way and help you because that's the thing I've realized. You can't just have the strategy or just have the mindset and energetics. And that's what I really pride myself in as a coach is like my blending of those two geniuses Mm -hmm. of like you know, focusing on this boring 3D thing of, you know, content and what am I going to write about and how am I going to get good at video with the magic of like, what are you going to heal in this process? How Mm -hmm. much more confident and how much more alive are you going to feel? Because you're just, you, because at some point you truly feel like a part of you is dead to feeling scared of what other people think. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of, you know, a lot of people from like, who wanted to, you know, catch up over Zoom with me, like who haven't talked to me in a while, have called me unrecognizable because I just have this this confidence in myself and I don't even entertain fear at this point. I don't I literally don't struggle with self-doubt. It comes up, but mm. I don't struggle with it. It's not something mm. I really I really consider that will, you know, take me into some sort of spiral. The point that that we were focusing in on was kind of that that ability that you had inside of yourself to actually not entertain, although like you said, 
these things come up for you that's yeah. part of the normal they do come in your mm-hmm. mind and these thoughts cross your mind you have that ability within yourself to not engage with them and not interact with them to a point where it becomes destructive for yourself and that energy within itself helps you support other people to have that energy within themselves because that's all we do as as coaches I guess is create that space yes. for people so I guess if someone's listening now and they think okay I'm in this space right now where I'm doing these things, but these thoughts that come through, I interact with them and it makes me self-sabotage on Instagram. It makes me, you know, act a certain way, even though not be my authentic self online because I'm scared. What would be one of your best tips to give them to actually really start to overcome, overcome that? I would say the best tip is stop making yourself wrong. Like, you know, just listen to the affirmations in that problem. I keep self-sabotaging. Stop affirming that, first of all. Why are you affirming that you keep self-sabotaging? I hate that phrase. Um, But it's funny because, like, I think that the biggest way that people self-sabotage is just having that as a part of their identity as, like, this is a problem I have. Mm. Can you see it? Can you see it as, you know, this fear of like, I keep self-sabotaging. Can you see it as I'm not afraid to make mistakes? I'm not yeah. afraid to put myself out there because the, Ooh, way like you truly self, the way you truly self-sabotage on Instagram is you don't do anything at all. That's the only way to mm. self-sabotage on Instagram is either to not post at all or to post completely half-assed content that you're mm. just doing to check off a box, right? Mm. So, of course. Okay. No worries. Take it down. And so I would say think about it as if you want to do something that feels edgy or fun on Instagram, self-sabotage would be just not doing it and to censor yourself. But can Mm. you see it as if you post something and it's ridiculous or someone posts a mean comment, which doesn't even really happen that much, you know, like especially when you're in the space like ours, like, you know, everybody's so supportive. And if you get some random spam comment, like who the frick cares? That's another thing that you learn to deal with is like, if there are people who read, who, you know, are hostile to you or like mean to you, you you realize it's not about you at all. And you just move Mm. forward. Um, But um, where was the, where was I before? Sorry. No worries. No worries. So you were saying about how, like, in that space of being self-sabotage and not showing up at all. Right, right. Yeah, it's just think about it as, you know, you're running into the fire. You're just, like, experimenting. Mm -hmm. And if you, you literally learn through your mistakes, and I think this is the biggest way that people quote unquote, self-sabotage is they don't let themselves make those mistakes. They don't put themselves Mm -hmm. out there. They're not, Mm -hmm. they're too scared to be embarrassed. They're too scared to be, to label something a failure but mm. I'm just rem- like, you just have to remove that from your totally. paradigm too. Is like, mm. there's no failure. All of this is adding up to your success. Mm. You know that every single thing you think you're failing at is more information, right? Yeah. And this is, this is really important to remember. And I, and it really makes you roll your eyes in the beginning of the journey too. this advice. So I understand. And I, you know, I, I can, relate because in the beginning of entrepreneurship you fail a lot you know if you frame it that way because you have to try a lot of different things and it's just not something you ever get right on the first swing it's just impossible it's like expecting to like if you've never ridden a bike before to just hop on and you're just on (laughs) you know you're like you're not gonna do that right like driving a car for the first time like literally you can't just jump into this thinking that this is gonna be easy peasy right like Mm. And so allowing yourself to make mistakes and gather information and not be embarrassed, like you can't stay in the space of being embarrassed about what's going on, you know, play in Mm -hmm. it, do your existential kink, do whatever you need to do, but you need to move forward. And the, you know, the funny thing is all the mistakes I made in the beginning of my journey are now incredibly valuable things for me to be teaching my own clients. I can teach my clients the mistakes that cost me literally thousands of dollars and they Mm. don't have, and like, you know, they'll, they'll keep making the same mistakes anyway. But you know, the point is when you're under mentorship, you get more out of those mistakes than if you were doing Mm. it alone. 
that's the important thing. I want to make it clear that when you're under a mentor, it's not that they're going to give you this clear cut path where you're never going to make a mistake again. It's going to be more like you're going to keep making those same mistakes probably because your, your ego is still going to be there. Mm. And it's, it's a continuous journey and you're going to, and it's just natural because how are you supposed to get it right on the first try <laughs> again? Mm-hmm. Right. But, but like Tight when you're under mentorship and you have the support, you know that someone with, with a higher perspective because they're further along in the path than you is able to help you figure out what was the value of that experience mm-hmm. and like just literally just suck it dry of value, right? Like, mm-hmm. whereas that could have been something that you could discount it as a failure and never even think about again because you never don't mm-hmm. want to be embarrassed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a, that's another big thing that I owe a lot of my personal success to. And I know a lot of people can say the same thing of mm-hmm. how their own mentors and willingness to be seen oh, yeah. by someone who's further that's along funny. the journey has helped them mm-hmm. just quantum leap essentially right in their journey oh, totally. right and, yeah. oh, that's, and I think that's so important to mention there is that like we do still ex- even if we're under this mentorship and even if we're making the decisions and stuff we do still make mistakes because it is part of the journey and it's also mm-hmm. part of it's not about the manifestations in itself it's not about making the money in itself it's like who we like become on that journey and the person that we grow into and the only way sometimes that we can grow into a lot of the things that we grow into is by mistakes right exactly like you're not going to learn anything from just sitting around and not doing anything until you have exactly the right formula and Mm -hmm. you know don't take this to mean the opposite direction either though because I don't believe in messy action where you're Mm -hmm. just like egoically trying to have a sense of control over what's going on you know like there's a really big difference between like and this is how you this is how you tell the difference you have to tune into how you're feeling in the moment of your coming up with these ideas like your mind will like if you're in some sort of frantic panic state where you're doubting yourself your mind is not going to come up with that brilliant genius idea that's going to help you quantum leap in the next couple weeks or so like you have to make sure that you're either you know having a blast singing in the shower or like <laughs> hanging out with your friends or you're just laying in bed feeling cozy and you're or just washing the dishes having a good time mm. and when that idea comes to you and that inspiration like that's the ping you know like that's what mm-hmm. you want to feel good about it's an idea that you feel good that's about awesome. and so um again I forgot the question (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it was I think I just said a statement that kind of that kind of brings us back around again to like vibration you know when you're in those those high vibe moments and you're feeling good you're having fun and I I actually did a a guidance card kind of reading the other day with these angel cards and it was like the universe supports you or the universe moves quicker or something like that when you're having fun and it's so true when we're in those moments of feeling good and having fun and expressive that's when we channel the best stuff and that's when we right and you can and it's not like you have to go out and actively you know have fun you can just mm-hmm. get yourself into those states you know before you're about to do a post on instagram get yourself in those high vibe states put some good music on that makes you feel good and that will really help you put something out there and it doesn't mean it's going to get four million likes or however many follows it just means that it's going to have more impact on the people that get to see it right Mm -hmm. yeah and I would even complicate it a little bit further and say Mm -hmm. like you know you don't even have to be I think that sometimes puts a lot of pressure on us like fuck I have to Mm -hmm. dance around and listen to music every time (laughs) I'm gonna write a post that sounds like a lot of work right and so I want to relieve you of that and take it a step further of like just you don't have to even think about it that hard. You can just know that if throughout your day, if you're on a walk, if you're having a good time or like, you know, if you have a choice, your friends are like, Hey, you want to go do something fun? Or you have a choice to sit down and write your Instagram posts and you're really not looking (laughs) forward to it, but you have to do it. Like that's the choice where you should go out with your friends and have fun. Mm. Right. That's, that's a thing. And so while you're out bowling with your friends or whatever, you're going to get some really cool idea for a post. And this is another thing. I'm going to relieve another burden. You don't have to go write it down. You don't have to go write the post right then, but you get to savor that idea. Like it'll be sometimes for me, it'll be just a sentence and I'll be like, Oh Mm. yes. And Mm. I know that the whole post is already downloaded. And that was just the little preview. That was little file name that I got. 
right? Mm. I'm, I'm like a, I'm computer metaphors all over the place today. <laughs> but, and I know that later on when I do sit down to write a post, it'll, it'll sometimes even just possess me to write it. I feel like I just mm. pick up my phone and I grab the photo, boop, and then mm. I just, you know, type it out. Um, and so that's the kind of content, you know, and even in those moments, I might be tired in bed and I might not be totally high vibe, but then because I'm like, feeling all my feels, you know, mm. like if I'm disappointed in something or having a bad day because I'm laying in, in my bed and feeling my feels and not pressuring myself to like go write content and because I let myself play in those feelings mm. and even play in the possibility of I'm not going to post all day. I feel mm. so tired and sad. As soon as I let myself play in that enough, my something just like flips in me and I'm like, Oh, I have the perfect idea for an Instagram poster. <laughs> you know? So that's what I, and that's the thing. It'll, it'll always possess you when it's a good idea. I truly mm. believe in that. Like you'll never have to struggle to type out a good idea or like, mm. you know, like, again, it goes back to being that channel and not censoring yourself and some posts. Yes. You're going to want to, um, you know, sit down in front of a computer and have your Google Doc and edit. There's definitely a time and place for those Hard posts. Those can be just as delicious. If you're editing and you're like, oh, this is so good, and you added a different word, you're like, oh, that made it so much better, right? <laughs> like, that's the energy you got to have when you're editing. Not like, fuck, am I using the right form of this comma? Am I, <laughs> like, you know, like, that's not the energy you want when you're editing. But the key Hard is, are you having fun when you're doing these things? And that's what I help clients do too, is like, if they're in this business, but they've realized content is something that they are dreading mm. and they're like, they hate doing it and they have no idea what to write about. I love showing people that like, this gets to be easy and you get to just talk mm. about whatever's on your mind and you get to connect it to what mm. your people are feeling. And you can always approach any story from the angle of sharing value. And that's the key key is what I teach to shine Mm. and serve. Because if you're just shining, then like nobody cares. Like (laughs) nobody wants to read just like your personal stories where it's all about how cool you are. But if you Mm. can connect that to how you help people and how you serve the world through your purpose, that's, you know, that's the beautiful blend of shine and serve. Right. Mm. (laughs) I love that. I love that. So where can people find you, Eve? I'm on Instagram at eve.burko, B-E-R-K-O. And that's pretty much it. (laughs) Well, you'll be able to to find that in the show notes. And just to wrap up, we ask our guests one final question, or it's more of a statement, and and that's to share a message from the soul. So whatever comes up for you intuitively right now. If you persist, you're on brand. Ooh. That's it. That's nice. Always goes back to that. Just Mm. keep going. You got this. You know. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me, Eve. It's been so fun. Thank and I so really much. think some of the stuff you've taught us here has been so central for a lot of people. So thank you very much for doing what you do. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. See you later. And that's a wrap from today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you feel even more inspired to share your soul and live a limitless life. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share if you love this episode and head to the show notes to find out how you can get even more involved with the community. I'll see you next time for another soulful episode. See you later.